This is Keith Price's Curtain Call. Oh, this is Keith Price, and welcome back to another edition of Keith Price's Curtain Call. And it's very exciting because we are kicking off Black History Month, M-O-N-F Month, with um, my attempt to bring to you guys some of the really fabulous people who also happen to be quote-unquote African-American or dark-skinned or black or whatever it is that you want to call, that work in the American theater and work in the American theater and represent not only me as you know the young black gay queen that loves him some theater but represents theater for theater lovers as well i think that you know people who love the theater just love the theater and you know yes there's a large majority of us who do love us a show tune and a costume change we ain't gonna lie however there there are a lot of us who even with those things still truly have a a desire and a, a joy and a love of the craft and the art and today as we kick off black history month i am bringing to you one person who's actually not only she my friend but she's also one of the most prolific as we sit and just chatted before we even started talking for you guys now one of the most prolific um, publicists, public uh, press agents, producers, Tony Award winning producer, thank you, snap, let's get that out there, and at the same time has been one, I want to say like a singular force in the promotion of theater, the business of theater, and at the same time bringing the love of theater, because she brings that with her every time she goes, because she has been in it for 48 years. I want to present to you someone who is truly, truly very personal and very dear to to me, Miss um, Irene Gandy. And I'm going to tell you now, as we get ready to start our discussion with Irene Gandy, kept talking about black history and theater and all of the fun, fabulous things she's involved with, that you need to go ahead and start clicking over now. Do your Google search while we talk so you can get, a, get the picture of what I have sitting in the studio, because... I'm going to say it because we are grown like that, but this bitch is fierce, honey. Yeah. How you doing, Miss Irene? I am so, thank you for that. I, I'm here to represent the high ancestrians of the world. Ow! Now. But, you know, thank you so much for do, doing keep this. Um, because there's so many iconic uh, um, African-Americans in theater behind and the yes, scenes. behind and, the scenes. And, uh, well, the ones you know about. So I am just really, really excited. And um, when we were talking, I was just saying how there's so many backstage African-American moments that just make me my heart sing or just make me so full. You know, I was thinking about that um, when I was coming up here on the subway <laughs> and listening to the white people could claim Donald Trump. I, was, I said, you know, black people, you know. You know, black people, honey, we, we've been, we ain't had no health insurance. We've been tortured. We always had a wall. We couldn't even get to the wall. To the, the first wall I saw was was the wall with a lemon meringue pie and, you know, whites only. Okay. Whites only. So See, we, we got the white. Anyway, let me not digress. No, but, you know, I mean, I'm just, we, you know, for you, you guys out there and wherever you are, um, uh, people, I'm, I'm not not saying people don't have the right to feel. Right. But I'm just saying we hear, uh, I'm, let me just speak for me. Okay. Um, I, it's not that deep. You know, we <laughs> we have we have endured this. You constantly endured this. And we were in the theater the other night and, and a white woman gave me her ticket thought I was an usher. I mean, so we endured <gasps> these things. That's right. We endure these things all the time. Exactly. But That's when we went to go see Jitney, y'all, because we're keeping it real yeah, and, yeah, and corona. Yeah, yeah. But which brings me to the fact of U.B. Blake, who wrote 
Honeysuckle Rose, and I'm Just a Wild About Harry, that campaign song. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, Ashton Springer, the late Ashton Springer, who did Bubbly Brown Sugar, he got together um, uh, Gregory Hines, mm-hmm. the late Gregory, late, late Gregory Hines and Maurice late, Hines. Great Gregory Hines. And uh, we produced Ruby. And when we were in Philadelphia, because that's when shows used to try out, mm-hmm. Ruby was 96 years old, who would practice, 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 and that's what people got to learn. He cried. And I said, why are you crying? I said, I said because the show is going to broke? He said, no. First of all, I thought the show was never open because people were told him all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was his namesake, Yubi. Mm-hmm. And he was crying because he heard his songs romantically sung. Because in those days, he never saw his songs, people kissing to the songs. Yeah. African Americans weren't allowed to kiss on stage. Right. So, it, you know, so those kind of moments, you know, and, you know, the whole thing about... Oscar winning Denzel Washington mm-hmm. and all that. Now, you know, that's August Wilson was a very dear friend of mine. Right. And uh, to ha- be in the presence of August Wilson and people like Ron, um, Ed Bullins and Ron Milner, you know, all yeah. of these, and, and, and Mama Baraka, a.k.a. Leroy Jones. Leroy Jones. Yeah, yes. you know, so it's it's just wonderful. And it's wonderful to be on Broadway, too. Let me get out get a twist. Because, right. you know, I love my Chanel yes, bags and my Louis Vuitton. And my, you know, I ain't I ain't trying to play like right. it's not, but it's But it, it affords me um, to for, uh, to bring awareness to shows that or people that have not, would not have been, Recognize, and I that, I think that's my ministry. I didn't know right. what it was after forty time. years, but help, um, like bring the New York Times down to the Black Theater Festival and stuff like that. Right, you know those. Right. That's my um, well, you know we we me and Miss Irene we got we got plenty of time. We're gonna sit here and just chit and chat. We're gonna but chit we, and chat. But but and, ask me a question, Keith. Well, no, you know let's what? play family. Let's play the Steve Harvey family. <laughs> family. No, this, it's good because you know the thing is is that I I want people to understand, especially young people and especially young people who say they love the theater because as we get ready now as I'm doing this recording this interview we are about to get into uh, one of the biggest events for theater lovers that happens now mm-hmm. this is now going to be soon be the thing to do is Broadway con right. and so it is like this wonderful convention that everyone who loves the theater loves music especially musicals but people who love the world of theater actors uh, 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 costuming designers they're gonna have workshops they're gonna have all of these things for everyone that's involved in theater right, on all these right. levels and it's so wonderful because it it has reinvigorated this new joy and interest in theater in a really great place and now when I'm sitting here with someone like Irene Gandhi who Started in the theater in the late 60s. 1968. In 1968. Didn't working, know sh- <laughs> didn't do-do. Didn't know doo-doo. Trying to keep it clean. Trying to keep it clean. Even, you know, we're old now. We can say yeah. what we want to say. But but working in a time of uh, a lot of change, because it was the 60s, there was a lot of, of social change that was happening around yes. this. And yes. so you stepping into the role of in a job where there was nobody like you, in the mix, yeah, yeah. that there was no one, and I mean physically, um, there was no one like you. There, the personality that you have, which is, could, I, I can't imagine. Shit. I couldn't yeah. imagine what well, 1968. You must have been tearing those bitches up. Well, in what, what happens? Thank God for my my father and my mother and my my family. I'm I, I wasn't brought up black or white. I was brought up green. My father told me my father never never let white people in his house. 
because white people had stolen his land. And he said once he had what it is, mm-hmm. when you know when insurance men would come down mm-hmm. two dollars a week and you only three yeah. years you only end up with five hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm trying to still find to figure that out. So people talk about health insurance. Let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> and he, all right, let me not digress. But um, so I I went into it not knowing what I was doing and mm-hmm. not needing validation from anyone. Right. And you know when you speak your truth, that always wears out. I was told, you know, by people of other people of color, mm-hmm. um, not too many people, white people, because white people are afraid, but mm-hmm. people of color would say, you know, you need to tone it down, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that wouldn't be me. You know, I fight for what I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, what I learned, I try to pass on. And when you speak your truth, it, for me, I'm like 73, I'm sleeping with a 26 year old. <laughs> And so, Ow. what? Well, you know, What's so, all now? Living. Know, that's now what I'm living my life. But I, but if I, but I've always lived my life, and right. that's the thing. And I've always lived my life, hopefully in truth. And and I try to bring that truth to whatever do whatever I do and whatever person I come in contact with that's African American. Um, some of the greatest, like Kerry Washington, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Kerry Washington did race. We race. produced race. David Mammoth's With David Mammoth's race. And she, it was her first really role. Mm-hmm. And she worked hard on that. Yeah. And, you know, and when she came up, so she said, well, how am I doing? And I'm like, you know, just do your truth. And and, and that's what you have to do. You right. know, just, you know, because all David likes to see, and I love David Mammoth, mm-hmm. is the, the words off the page. So you can really do what you, what, what you want to do. Right. So. So it was good, and you know. Wow! So we're sitting here talking with Miss Irene Gandhi as we. I'm mentioning these people because they're on TV now, yeah. and I think and we have we have a young audience. We, they, you know, they well, want to yeah. know about they're, the Carrie Washington because well, they're the thing. from the theater and all those shows, like the old shows, like What's Happening Now, and all all those, and and Good Times. All of those people came out of the Negro out, out of theater. Yeah, they everybody that had any series, Anna Marie, Anna Marie Hartsford, Hattie Winston. Yes. Or, um, Denzel, every, Denzel. Esther, all of those came out of theater. You know, Angela Bassett. And Angela Bassett. Uh, all of these folks. And even, um, uh, what's the girl in the game? She was in the game when she was on Seaver Harvey show. She played the uh, principal. Megan Good or something like no, that? No, the, no, no. No, 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 Seaver. Um, I'll think of it. Raquel. Raquel. Yeah, she was in uh, Shelly Garrett's Beauty Shop. And we have to talk about these plays that go around the country, too. But not, so, yeah. So here, yeah. Here, here we are now. We're, we're talking about theater in general, in general. And, and we're talking about theater at a time in uh that everyone celebrates our 28 days of learn about me as black people what? <laughs> um but but i what i love about the conversations that you know just having moments with you is that you have a history that is so unique no one you know no one can say I can't live long enough now to know. I mean, I've met a lot of people since I've been doing this to say to me, yeah, I was there that, that time that Bob Fosse finally left. I was there. Yeah, like, was there. For, a theater, for a theater lover yeah. in general, when they hear that statement, it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. And then yeah. when they look at you and they, they take in everything about you, it's sort of like, what a, what a, what a world to be in. But you know, the thing is, I would say my job is dressed up flunkies or mm-hmm. I'm the just the governess. <laughs> and I never got caught up in cuz it's not mine. Right. What um me is mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, where what I my my choices and mm-hmm. that I make. And your but, essence when you yeah, walk into these mine. spaces. Yeah, that's mine. But the other stuff, you know, that's like the show must go on. You know, it's like do you, next. 
Do, so here we That's are. We're talking about you as, as a publicist and a and a and, a and I'm really not sleeping with a 26 year old. In case some oh, some of my old lovers might hear this, mm-hmm. I'm not well, sleeping with anybody but all of you. Okay. Well, exactly. Okay, so each and every like one that. of you. Each and every one I'm sleeping with. Okay. <laughs> I just want to clear that up. Hot mess, <laughs> Irene Gandhi. Do, you know, so so for you though, it's sort of like you you said something that kind of triggered something in my head, and it was, it's the way that you go into a project, like when Irene Gandhi takes over doing publicity for a show right now on broadway right. there's a show that's opening now called significant other it's a new right. play that's coming over from off broadway it was at um the round it was part of the roundabout wow. series at laura right. pell's theater and it's this young fresh hot cast that if you're listening to the podcast you will know that you got to listen to the the series of interviews that i did yeah. with all the casting Thank creatives you so much, yeah. and they loved you by the way they they were all wonderful because you had real questions you know and rebecca naomi jones i'm looking for you i'm coming for you rebecca i'm going to get you girl <laughs> um but but what was so interesting is about what you said about how you you said that you were there you're you're there to serve the yes. play or serve yes. the thing and, I try and it's to like think, yeah. it's that approach like even as an actor like you come into this thing yeah. as someone that is here to serve the story i'm here to yes. tell, help tell this story it's like significant other i mean we all say significant other. who's this it doesn't just have to be young people gay mm-hmm. people what about the people who are in arp yeah you know i'm so who, yes. who, who, who are older but what about the people who their significant other is their pet, mm-hmm. you know, or their job, yep. you know. So these are the kind of things because another show opening on Broadway, you you know, you get pitches all the time, uh-huh. but you know that's no news, that's and so news. you have to take it off the theater page. So for you, but and for you though, like I said, did your approach going into helping? helping promote a story yes. as uh, promote a play or a yes. musical or whatever that story that's going to be right. told you are a part of the team that is now helping bring the story to the masses yes and as the performers and actors it's about you getting the story yeah. and being able to tell that story right so for you do you find that you have some of the same um challenges yeah to I, pass I, to get that out there i think especially when you're, you, Irene Gandhi, yeah. fabulous, gorgeous, yeah. snatched black woman, is going to talk about this big musical that may even, may not even have any black people in it, or may not. Oh have no, any, but most like, of them. Are, yeah, I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I like don't, you walk I'm, into I'm, that room. Yeah, you know, I just say, uh, here's what I start with. Okay, I know, I know what you can't do. What can you do? What right. I, I start from that. Right. I always start from that place. What right. can you do for me? I'm what can, I know what you can't do. Mm-hmm. What can we do together? Right. And and also you have to believe in what you're doing too. You know you have to believe right. in it, and you have to you have to barter. You have to say because everybody who's a business person, mm-hmm. I don't know about everyone else, but now with the internet, they won't take a chance. People want more likes. They want more business. They want more email blasts. They want more people. If they're in a business that they can, and they want people that they have to um, answer to, they can say, "Oh yeah, well I'm working with that," or "My, you mm-hmm. know, across uh, promotions." Now, is it harder for you talking with Irene Gandhi here? Is it harder for you to uh, because you, as you just said to me earlier that it, you have to love doing the work, you have to right. love being in it, That's you love me. telling that yeah. story. Yeah. Is it harder for you then, or should I say, is it more challenging? For you, where that word come from? What challenge? Well, you know, it's so that that it doesn't sound so negative. That's what I was yeah, told. Yeah, yeah, it's but, hard. But is it hard? But it, is it harder for you to do that with, let's say, a story that you may not necessarily well, be as excited about? Here's the thing: um, in America, we're not excited about the arts. True. As we're excited about baseball, mm-hmm. football, 
We're not excited. So it's hard for anyone in the arts. I saw, um, and you have to change your way of, as my niece Jeanette, I love, Mm -hmm. the narrative Uh, of uh, the arts, the narrative of the arts. And and I saw, um, I just saw a, um, a commercial, and I said, oh, that looks like a great movie. And it was for the Met. Because it's mid, the mid, mid sexy. Mm-hmm. So right. I think it. I think it's hard, especially living in a place like New York, where everything is happening. Absolutely, Broadway is happening. Rock, I mean, everything TV's is here. Happening. Broadway, you know, you have you here, have publicists everything. from all over. From, you know, it's like you know, I want Johnny Depp on my show. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Johnny Depp. You have you know, Broadway. I mean, it's it's challenging. But what makes it less challenging for me, and it's something I've formed over the years of relationships, mm-hmm. because I, I I say if you give me this. I'll give you this, or I'll say, this is really isn't really good, but I need you to do this for me, and I promise I'll get you an interview with blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, I mean, and people respect that because everyone has to answer to somebody. Right. So for the 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 48-plus years mm-hmm. of doing this job. I haven't learned no- nothing. You haven't learned anything? No, because, you know, human nature is human nature. True. Yeah, and just when you think you know something, that's when you really out your, on your ass. Wow. You ne- I mean, I, oh, I live by that. You never, I don't. I'm just always amazed, and I love, I love living in New York City. Everyone says, "Oh, you, you're not New York." It's, it's, I love New York because you walk and you see things. I mean, everyone can have a hustle. There's so many things you can see that I wouldn't see if I was driving. Mm-hmm. And you can make money in New York. I remember my daughter. I do have a daughter, and I wouldn't give her any more money for allowance or whatever. She's always she, and she was like 14 years old. She went out in the street and sold her. The clothes she had a lot of clothes. I mean, so that that kind of ingenuity. Like, and there's no fear in that. There's no, no. That's right. There is no fear. Yeah. Do you find that operating like that, like is that the success to this being too? Is that you have to be? Fearless? I still don't feel successful. I'm still. I still feel that that I'm a fraud. You know. Do you really? I still feel that way. Do you, okay. I still feel that way. Okay, and, so and, I'm sitting here now. I'm looking at you. I know. And I'm thinking about know, you telling I me. I still feel that way. You tell me that you still feel like a fraud. Yeah, because I would. Because what I really want to do, I'll tell you why. For me, because, you know, I want to like. I met a doctor in here yesterday. Like, uh, yeah, the last time we I were here. I would like to be a doctor or maybe, a Nancy Drew, Nancy Drew books, which mm-hmm. I find that they were already written by some man. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I just think that I should. I, you know, I want a real job. <laughs> you, you, but the no, thing I really is, want a real job. You want a real job, but let me tell you something. If you go to Google and you look at anything <laughs> that has Irene Gandhi's picture in it, you can't go to no regular job like that being well, that fabulous, girl. let me just girl. tell you. Let me just tell <laughs> you. You can't when, give him that. Things were lean at Jeffrey Richards, who I love Jeffrey Richards. I have to give a shot. He's kept me working for 31 years, mm-hmm. and this is great because producers don't usually keep he's prestigious mm-hmm. that long. And then my friend used to own Mickey Mantles, and the hostesses was going to strike. I'm like, mm-hmm. I could do that. And, you know, because we yeah. don't think, so I was a hostess at Mickey Mantles on Monday night. I turned that mon- matter, matter of fact party. into a party. As a matter of fact, when Julia Roberts left uh, her first boyfriend and mm-hmm. went to Jason Patrick, she came to Mickey Mantles because Jason Patrick was is, was uh, is Jackie Gleason's grandson, and Jackie Gleason had a um, place on Fifth Avenue. Wow. So those are the kind of things. And my friend Flo so, Anthony was down there from the post. She was down there. She broke the story on the post. Mm. So, so, But this is the type of thing. And I had a great time. I didn't wear a uniform. I wore see-through dresses. I could get <laughs> tips. And um, it was great. And then they had the big fight, you know, with uh, <laughs> they had the big fight. You know, what a big fight. And this is a true story. There's a big fight. You know, they had the I mm. forgot which fight it was. Oh, mom. Where the guy was knocked down in three rounds. Whatever fight oh, that um, was. 
whatever flight that was. Like a hall of field or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then it was $110 and a, a person. And then the, the, the uh, people were bringing the wives, and the wives really didn't want to come. So I would sit the, the husbands mm-hmm. with the other husbands and the husbands with the other wives, and they give me like $100 tips and $50 tips. And then the wives... A lot of relationships happen with those. Some wives <laughs> are still together, love their husbands. I was saying that you didn't hear from me. Not holy, but there was more than one knockout. But let me not not say. But I'm saying yes, I would do anything. You would and do I, anything. But that's what theater is. I mean, right. when you see, let's Judy and what's his name, Judy and Mickey, let's make a show. Yeah, it's a, Judy, you, you do it. have to do anything. And, and and I was on the road for 17 years, almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have to clean the windows, if you have to make sure. Not, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Do you do you find now when you look at the way that theater has changed over the years, and we're talking about not just you know theater for black people. We can tell you know now that we're in the age of Hamilton, all bets are off about how we're going to look at diversity. I, I really, yeah. I really, I'm glad but that it's, it's only here. one color. It's only one color. But green. it's all all about money because let me tell you money. something. If Hamilton had did not make somebody some money. That show have been closed yeah, years ago. Absolutely. So absolutely. And no matter how and brilliant. But, and but thriving black theater is thriving with people like Bozer Rivers, Woody King, the right. Negro Ensemble Company, and there's a lot. So yeah, I, you know. So as we talk now, I was thinking about the use of theater. I had a conversation with um, a young actress named Dion Figgins. And she and I were talking, she's kind of one of those young actresses that people don't know right now. Right. But I'm telling you, go back go back to one of my podcasts earlier in the right, season when she right. was doing the 60s show, um, uh, Something of Love, Summer of Love. Yeah. yeah. And she, singer, actress, dancer, that whole kind of thing. And she came out of a tradition like the, the Dance Theater of mm-hmm. Harlem. And she was like, she kind of came through that process. She did a lot of work in D.C. She did this. And... She was telling me that she was getting ready to go do a benefit for the Dance Theater of Harlem. Mm-hmm. She said, because now that we have this new sense of diversity, right. That, right. that because we have this sense of diversity that's happening, we're losing the urge to stay united and uniform right. to right. have a place where young, let's say, black dancers wanted right. to go dance, right. to learn dance. There was a place for them to go and yeah. see each because other dancing and see that place. And now that's not the case. And because of that, we seem to be losing. I think I, I, really, I blame everything on social media because um, <laughs> because Your kids everybody the wants Michael Jordan sneakers in the bush, and you know right. everyone wants designer stuff. That's why reality shows are so mm-hmm. um, popular because everybody wants to do their fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and they want to do a microwave style. They don't want to do them like you know. So I think. Um, everything is it's inclusive. I remember someone said to me, one of my relatives years ago, mm-hmm. segregation was the worst thing that hap- could happen to the African American. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it then because, of, you know, I mean, integration, I'm integration, sorry, integration. Yeah. But, and I think that happens in the theater. I think in the theater, I think it's, you, you have to, you should always be able to go home. Right. And unless we have that home to go to, right? And I understand exactly what she's saying. That there's no place. There's that, no. Yeah. There won't be a place. And for there us won't to be any to. place to train to, to learn. Yeah. To people to train. You know, because I be able I, to make mistakes. Like I always said, yeah. you know, to learn to make mistakes and make mistakes like with your own. Like I remember when I lived in Austin, Texas, and I wanted to do started to do comedy. Right. And um, I was in a town in a, in a space where there were different types of comedy that were available right. to learn, it, and it wasn't about race, but it was just the idea yeah. of the availability. Right. And part of that was because you know everyone's goal is to ultimately come to New York, right. but you can't come to New York if you've never stepped on a stage. And New York you know is not. 
America too. And it's not America, I mean, but, yeah. but this yeah. is like where everyone yeah. thinks it's money or going yeah. out to LA. Yeah. Like yeah. this is where you're supposed to go with yeah. that career thing. And what happens is, is that when you go to LA and you don't have any training or you right. don't have anything and to try to find training, and I, I, I have to give you. a shout out to all everybody running the dance schools, their mm-hmm. drama because even though they came to New York and didn't get a job, right? And you went back home with your tail between your legs because you know you didn't do the one <laughs> step too, like Bob mm-hmm. Fosse. I was with Bob Fosse for seventeen years, yeah. so I mean ten years. So, mm-hmm. but even though, but I applaud you for going back and sharing and staying there because and fighting that's the, the only fight. Way those I, people are going to get yeah, it. I fight the civil rights activists in the world of the arts. Mm-hmm. I that's, appreciate that's, that. And you know, but like I said though, do you find though when these that loss is gone. It's like we have to we we as African Americans who especially in this particular medium mm-hmm. of theater and stuff like that, like we still have to figure out a way to be able to encourage and bring those other young well, folks. Well, the first thing we have there's two words I'm going to say right now, and you could just survive decipher it the way. It's called show business. Okay. Not the business of show. It's a business. Okay. And that's and, and I'm and I hate to say this, but that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And unless you can. Um, bring some awareness in dollars or financial or get some sponsors so can, you can keep. And, and, and I have to talk to the old people, too. Old people have to learn to change. Yeah. They have to learn because their people don't want to give up the throne. True. They don't want you know. They want to. They don't want to you know. They've been on the pot. They they ain't even shitting in it. They're just sitting on <laughs> They're it. They're just sitting on it. Yeah, and you have to you get off the pot and you know let somebody else come. Let's yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Irene Gandy with yeah. me here on the curtain. Because call. I see it happen all the time, and I love people like Boza Rivers and mm-hmm. and because uh, Boza is still fighting. He has impact. I'm, you got talk. You'll talk yes, with him. Yes, you're gonna hear from Boza um, this, later this he, month. You know, he was the one that first brought the uh, South African. Of stuff together, you know, like wow. Serafina and Rosa Albert. Wow. Yeah, and he was really the first one to produce it. My first producing credit was with Rosa Rivers because I was on the road with Serafina as a soap producer. Wow. So Rosa has a whole history of that. You know, he worked with Lincoln Center and Bernie Gersten, but he's still, he's, if everything you see right now, he's still chapter and verse, Daniel Beatty. Mm-hmm. He's still, he has the, um, the uh, opera, uh, the Harlem Opera. Um, See, Shakespeare so, coming. He's he is still uh, the reason he couldn't come here today because mm-hmm. he's fighting down the city hall for the grants and more arts money. Wow. Yeah. So, so do you, so I, I think I think when the, I, I I hate to say this, but I think. You know, I think with Trump being in, because Trump is in. See, the thing is, Trump is lives in New York and he mm-hmm. knows what's going on. Yeah. So he will. He's going to give money to the black people. For the arts, I yeah. don't know about the people in the projects, I, I but I, so. I think he's going to give black people money well, to the arts. Then that way you can say at least we gave some money to black well, people. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think you know he's a hustler. He's like he's a know, hustler. Yeah, he's a hustler. He's a hustler, he's, and he hustled his way right to the top, baby. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, so we're talking about the the changes that we've seen a little bit in the theater and how the well, changes you know, have affected us night, as a You know, it's so funny because in night in 1975. More black, Af- more African American shows on. It was like Guys and Dolls with mm-hmm. Bob Guillaume. Oh my and God! And Ken Page. Ken Page. Who hopefully, above, if he answers my email, will be one of our people that you'll hear from this was, month. And was Bubbling Brown Sugar. Uh huh. With Vivian Reed. And with Vivian Reed and and uh, Josephine Premise. Mm hmm. There was a lot. There was a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot on. of black and, shows and going on. Kind of like in that that zone of almost being those the first of the the jukebox musical that yeah. Bubble and Brown Sugar uh-huh. was like one of those first yeah. rounds yeah. where yeah. they there was a lot of, of musicals going reviews. on. Reviews. Yeah. So I mean, I think whatever makes money, like you said it earlier, if Hamilton did not make money, we you wouldn't know. be talking about Hamilton I mean, today. The, if you look at the season, you have Glenn Close doing 
again, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. If Hello Dolly with Bette Midler, who had never made no money because you did. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a Bette Midler fan, but, uh-huh. you know. But, you know, they, they, I have to say, and as we, we're, we're kind of moving into what's happening on Broadway now mm-hmm. with this, it's sort of like you look at around the landscape that's of here, what we see. We got um, Hamilton still right. playing. Um, the various numbers of African-Americans that have passed through the doors of the Lion King. Yes. And, the, and, uh, and, and beautiful. There's a and lot of beautiful. A, yes, beautiful. And ten African-Americans and Mormon. Mormon. Both Aladdin. Mormon. Aladdin. You know, and the faces are starting to be seen and getting names. Natasha um, Pierce. Yeah. Nat- that's right, the young Natasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Natasha yeah. Pierre, the great uh-huh, comet of 18, yeah. whatever that was. Chicago still has a lot Chicago of Chicago African- has a lot of fun. Nope, so yeah. there's there's constant faces of yes. people yes. working of color on Broadway. Yes. Um, not a lot of, you know, now since the color purple, we don't have anything that feels so um, Afrocentric, I guess, if you would. I terms. think the color purple, but, because when the fir- color purple first came out, um, I think I didn't particularly care for it. I mean, I didn't like it. it. Was but this version, and I think it was because the energy. I think, I think, I think um, Cynthia was not African American. Didn't come with any baggage. Mm-hmm. I think John Boyle, the director, didn't come with any baggage. Just right. like our fiddle on the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Bart Bart Sheer, who's Shear. amazing for that because he Damn. didn't come with he didn't oh. come with um any any. Now people, again yeah. and. Uh, one of the producers, one of the the um, Jeffrey Richards, one of the producers, and Irene worked on yeah. Fiddler on the Roof, Loved Fiddler it. on the Roof with my darling but you Jane Burstein. You know what's so amazing about Fiddler on the Roof and Color what? Purple? They all had the underlying themes: the sisters, exactly. being kicked out of Africa. Yes, you know all of that. That's yes. right. Isn't that, having to leave Anatevka? Yes, having to leave and had to live having to leave Africa. The sisters being separated, mm-hmm. standing up for you believe in. It all it's it was so underlying. And it's beautiful. It and was beautiful. And and our choreographer again, mm-hmm. young choreographer Hofrich didn't have any baggage. And, and was you able know? to turn you have that to out. Stay in she the now. Turned that she turned that bottle dance out. I ain't mad at her. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it is so funny to hear you say that because it's sort of yeah. like these again, are things these, I look at when I sell my stuff when I. Cell shows. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about. I'm thinking, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. Because it's so funny because I remember talking about Fiddler on the Roof and mm-hmm. how much one I love Danny Burstein, mm-hmm. but that's a given. Yeah, oh, um, God, I love that. That man. Ugh. He would have won if it wasn't for Hamilton. The, he, don't get me. Don't you even no, get me started. Yeah, he, he really should have won. And uh, mm, you're gonna talk later about yeah. the winner. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I, 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 I love the fact though that. When I saw Fiddler on the Roof, this was the very first time I'd ever seen a production of Fiddler on the Roof. And, of course, you know, what a perfect production to see. Mm -hmm. But I remember walking out of that that theater with my Jewish partner, and my then Jewish partner... (laughs) Because it's okay now so to shady. say that. I will, you know. Shady, shady. Shady, but you know. And the sun still, even we're shining. Still, we're still he friends. in the shade and the sun and even shining. Um, I'm just going to take what's going on inside the room, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. We're still friends. But, but, but it was funny because the one thing that I loved about watching that show with both of us sitting there is that we both could look at that story mm-hmm. and find something, yes. someone, some energy yes. to relate to. Yes. Me being African American Latino from Texas yeah, with this yeah. Jewish guy from mm-hmm. the West Coast, we and you can know look and see. And that. you know what's interesting, and I want and I want you to answer this for me. Okay. When the third daughter, when she married out of, why didn't why didn't why do you think he said 
he didn't talk to her. Why? Because he had to make a, he had to f- finally not, for lack of a better term, puss out because he he knew that the idea of the first daughter was hard, but it was manageable, and he mm-hmm. could kind of sneak away and kind of mm-hmm. skirt under the tradition. Mm-hmm. The second daughter. It was a lot harder because she married the rebel who then had to go off to mm-hmm. the other country and she went to the like. But in a way, he could justify that because mm-hmm. at least they were both Jewish and this like that. But when that third Hava it goes back to, and, and, this, and, and it was like he's like, OK, listen, because when you because he could not turn his back on his faith. He couldn't turn back. And this is how we people of color and people of, of European descent, mm-hmm. not all of them, but mm-hmm. you have to have your faith. And this is what's going to keep. Like Jesse Jack, I don't know if he coined the phrase "keep hope alive" or mm-hmm. "keep faith alive," because once you turn your back on your faith, on your belief, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's in theater, I don't mm-hmm. care what it is, it's over. It's over, and that's what. So that's what fell on the roof. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 same thing with um, Cynthia. I mean, Alice oh. Walker when she said, "Until you you to do right, right by, by me." me. And this is what's going on in this country. Not to say mm-hmm. I ain't saying I don't. I ain't talking about Mr. Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Like, until you do right by me, so whatever's going on in this country, it's going it's, to it's, it's, it's until you do right by me. And I don't have to, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. And it's not color. This is not color because um, it's the just color humanity. People, it's humanity. It's just humanity. Until you do right by so humanity. So it makes me feel so weird to say that you know we have to focus on uh, that. I'm, I'm I'm making an effort to try to focus a little bit on the concept of African American history and theater and stuff like that. But I love the idea that oh, we can yeah. pull that we can pull an experience that's going to be universal for everybody. You know, and when, that's what I love about theater. That's what we love about I love, the theater. Uh, there's another um, thing I'd like to say about Douglas Turner Ward, who, oh. just, who wouldn't, there wouldn't be anybody anywhere mm-hmm. in the unions um, or anything or, or been able to compete, a costume design and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I remember he was doing an interview with some, I maybe it was in the maybe it was in New York Times, I don't care. But it was because Negro Ensemble Company. And remember, mm-hmm. this is the height of the 60s, the right. 70s. And we said, we Why you want to be called Negro? Mm-hmm. But he said, it's, I'm calling it, it's called Negro Ensemble Company because I don't want anybody to have, I want them to know this is what it is. I don't want anyone to. <laughs> like when you hear Wonder, Negro Ensemble Company, you know what we're and about. you see a whole room full of white people come in. This ain't it. This is right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he would open the show, and I would, you know, I was like, "You got to open the show. You got to open the show. You have." I'm like, "I'll open the show when I get ready, because they're gonna come." I and and that's when I realized the show, the shows on Broadway are not the start. Cynthia leaves. I mean, you know, Heather Heatherly leaves. Mm-hmm. Jennifer leaves. People leave Chicago. People, the shows are the stars. The shows are the stars, and all which, people, yeah. Which is one of those reasons why now, when you see certain a lot of people, the billings, you when don't, you see you don't certain see, people like Ben Hamilton that got a Tony Award just doing a commercial for uh, some for, kind of for, uh, well, he's <laughs> step. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Mm. That, but I'm just saying, it does. The beat gut does go on. Yeah, it it goes on. So, what do you see now for the future of? I don't want to say just black theater, but what what do you see for the future of? I, theatrical inclusion for everybody I think I think um I don't know I mean I th- I think the, it'll, it'll always be live theater mm-hmm. and there will always be some investors that want to see their name over the letterhead over, over the thing and there will always I would like to see more new playwright new plays mm-hmm. and new playwrights um on 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 all spectrums I would like to see that 
Do you but feel, I don't think, yeah. Do you feel like the, the, the secret to that longevity for theater is going to be the fact that we're going to have to start writing more stories? Well, you know, I have to, again, I'm giving a shout out to Jeffrey Richards because he does new plays mm -hmm. and, and keeps the people in them like he did in Janet April, right. um, Significant Other, mm -hmm. um, All the Way, yes. you know, um, with Ryan Grant. I mean, so it has to be... I, it has to be somebody after he closes his eyes that's gonna have the money and 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 the tentacles to bring it. The tentacles and the true passion. And because he does have the true passion from theater. Yeah. We don't have Al, Al um, Del Rago anymore. We don't have David Merrick. You know these people had true passion. I was there with all. They have true passion. What was there? You know, we, you know, and now we're, this is the portion that we're gonna Merrick. play. We're gonna play the. I'm gonna name a name from. Some oh yeah, this is is history. this the Andy? Um, it's the Andy Cohen. Moment. It's like it's our fast. Uh, it's the Andy Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen <laughs> moment. I said, Andy, you not love you. Um, tell me, tell me about David Merrick and your experience with the the, well, the great David know, Merrick. The David Merrick when Forty Second Street opened. You know, mm -hmm. God with children. That's right. And you know, the show was um, muddling along. Right. But when Gower died, we he didn't announce it until like. Did he he waited until the end of the opening night well, before well, like yeah. the closing like yeah. the closing yeah. speech of the opening yeah. night stuff like that and then, and then said something and then that everybody was, was like great, yeah yeah oh. yeah that same thing happened with Rent too remember yes yeah, that show wasn't doing it well until the people died until the, the poor man died yeah. and died yeah. unnecessarily yeah. they say later yeah. on yeah so yeah those I mean but he was he was one of those Jonathan theater people Larson, let's do the show just that. like you saw Forty Second uh -huh. I miss that at producers. I, I came in the tail end of it. To the end of like yeah, the, they were, the strongholds. You know what? Because they would talk to the box office. they talked talk to stagehands. I mean, when you know, if you knew a show, if you wanted to know a show was closing, it's still to this day, you talk to the stagehand because they yeah. know everything. And producers would could talk to them. And I would always be in the box office or, you no, know, just, they would talk. Yeah, because they, so, they would, they would, because they they, people know. And it's the people that you assume by whatever place yes, you are that don't yes, know anything. Yes. Because you did something. The other night, um, me and Miss Irene, we went to go see Jitney. And before we went to see Jitney, like there was like a good 20 minutes or so before the box office ticket scenario was happening. So we went walking down the street and we stopped by another theater. And there was a woman that worked security for this other theater. And so Irene and this woman are laughing and kikiing and having this moment and talking about the other person that's across the way who's the new <laughs> security person and who's working the box office and blah, 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 blah. And you were going down all of this, this list, like a list of people yeah. involved in this other theater down the block from where we were. And it fascinated fascinated me because it was just like what you said. You asked the stagehand. You were that person. Yeah. You were the person mm -hmm. that never had a problem. It's like, it's great that, you know, we got Glenn Close, you know, with mm -hmm. the, the, the dressing room right next to the stage. That's fabulous that she's got that big room, but it's her dresser that's got the story. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. that stagehand that has to clean that room that's oh my got God. that story. And we like, you know, I tell you, I, I say it again, you know, um, as a mother, I'm a single mother, um, my kid was raised by stages and dresses. <laughs> they plop them down in the theater, and we're we're a camaraderie. We, yeah. it's great. You know, I was just telling somebody, told my sister this morning, that you know we stage hands, we'd set up a bar, we, you know, mm -hmm. we just took care it was of each family. other. It was family. Yeah, we have barbecues in the alley. All right, so David Merrick, that was the name that we pulled out of the past working yes. with him. Uh, tell me about Bob Fosse. Oh God, I love that crazy man. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I was with Bob Fosse when he died. I mean, really, when you say, I mean, really, not mm -hmm. 
actually like goodbye physically. spirit see it, bye bye mm-hmm. and uh, bob we had a great time unfortunately toward the end mm-hmm. he was like he was in caught between a rock and a hard place because you didn't have michael Peter's Bennett. doing Michael Bennett. Michael, Bennett, Michael, Michael Peter's, Peter's doing, doing all videos and and yeah, and, and, and all of it. Yeah, it was like it was no longer the music, the fifties yeah. musical anymore. Right. Oh, that's right. Because Michael Peter's had done yes, Thriller. He, he did, did the Thriller, thriller video. And, yeah. And who else? You know, when Michael Bennett was, it was a whole new mm-hmm. ball game, and uh, so he decided to go on the road and national tour. With, right. And uh, he didn't. With Sweet Charity. He, Sweet Charity, and also Chicago. Yeah, oh, because that's um, right. yeah, he was with Chicago, um, and because in Boston we opened the show. But here's the thing, he would work those children forever in dancing. Also, yes. remember we was in dance. I, I worked right. in dancing, Chicago, and um, what so that means you worked with a young Katie Huffman. Yes, also yes, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. So um, and remember at the Dream Girls reunion, remember I met. Yes, remember she said. Remember I was in the Fosse show mm-hmm. when I was African American. Wow. And Candy, who's on one of those medical shows, she's a great dancer. She, Candy Alexander. Uh yes, uh Miss Olivia Pope's mama. Hello. Yeah, yeah she was in she was in dancing. She was wow. in my dancing. Yeah. So but he would work those children to death. Mm-hmm. And uh and he when he wouldn't let any press come in to see the show. And if you if you if people are on the road who live outside of New York who see touring shows, you know, they're they're not there forever. Right. So you have to, so um, at this particular time in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. I said, you got to let people in, but he wouldn't. And we had like um, the Ben Brantley, his name was David Richards, but I, I, let, him, I let him sneak in earlier, mm-hmm. me and the press agent, Alma Beatra. Alma, if you're out there listening, call, call the show. <laughs> I miss you. Um, she ended up marrying one of the Duke of Hazards. Remember the Duke of Hazards people, Alma? Anyway, <laughs> let me not digress. So we were in... On opening night, we all so we had left the guy in opening night, not the opening night. Mm-hmm. So we were planning a party, and we were like, "What are we gonna do?" Because Bob is gonna freak out, and mm-hmm. and why is he so difficult? And we were just like, "Why is it just like one o'clock in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Why is he so difficult?" Well, we said one thing: we don't have to deal with him; he dies. And we, you know, we were like, Being silly "Yeah, we were just like silly," because mm-hmm. like, you know. So then we went up to set for party in Abbotsfield. So about. 7.30, I had just left the theater at 6.30. Mm-hmm. And I went up to set up the party, to, uh, the opening night party, this is in D.C. And and I get a phone call from the stage manager. They call the hotel with no cell phone. I mean, you gotta get back here immediately. I said, oh shit. He found out Dave Richards has come. I said, what? He said, I can't tell you. It's something to do with Bob. That's what he said, it's something Uh-oh. to do with Bob. So I immediately thought, he found he out. Found out. Mm-hmm. So. You know, remember going with the wind scene with Butterfly McQueen? So I, I slowly walked like a pick of I don't know nothing, I don't know nothing, thinking of what I was going to say. Uh-huh. And when I got there, everybody was crying, and he had dropped dead. Wow. He had dropped dead in front of the Marriott. So we oh, put him in the, in the, uh, the other hotel, the nice hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had dropped dead. And then I said, and so, okay. So then I call Alma. I said, Alma, <laughs> like this, like I'm talking to you now. Uh-huh. I said, Alma. You won't believe what happened. You got to get back here. She said, well, I said, Bob Fosse's dead. Like, you know, I'm cracking up. She said, don't stop. I said, no, Alma, for real. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Oh I said, God. Bob Fosse's dead. What are we going to do? You He's just, dead. You're the press agent uh, yeah, for this we, big thing. What are you supposed and, to do? And I said, what are, you do? What are we going to do? Because, you know, you can't announce 
a Broadway legend dying <laughs> on the streets of uh, the Marriott Hotel. Oh so what, fortunately, we were in Washington, D.C., where all the outlets were. Right. So at 12 o'clock, Cy Coleman was there. Thank mm-hmm. God, everyone. Cy Coleman, he was there. So we decided to announce it on the Today Show. That's when mm-hmm. Brian Gumbel was on. Right. So we released it, and I got that from learning how David Merrick did what he did with Gowan Gow- 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 Champion. Wow. So because, and so New York was the first one to break, break it. Um, and, and and we had all the because all the wires came because uh-huh. Alma was really big in her town mm-hmm. so she's a prestigious for the National right. Theater and so that's when we announced it on Cy Coleman wow. um, yeah and that was it we announced it at, I'll never forget it was twelve oh eight midnight mm-hmm. wow and 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 the producers a day show and like yeah wow. yeah so even in his death he was a Putting a pain in mind. Wow. So why? I was like, why? Why you? Why you have to die here? So like, so there yeah. you. Are, so here you are. Yeah. We just and then we're I gonna did, talk yeah. until he kicks me out. Yeah. But there you are. You're probably now. You're in a seasoned and, place in your age. I'm yeah. not gonna. I don't need to be all that yeah. invasive. But you are in a, definitely in a seasoned place in your age and your career, and to have something like that happen. I, I just, you don't think about it. You, you, you said just, you just, you know, when you're in this business, you you go into action, right? You know, I don't, I, you don't. That's, a, I, I guess, probably why I never had any really major problems in relationships because mm-hmm. I get paid for drama. You just have, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, if it ain't working, you got to keep it moving. I get paid. You know, there's no second act here. <sighs> you either. You, and this you, people yeah. is the. Ex- yeah. I'm not talking about the real life yeah. experience. Uh, no, no, I mean, you know, like there's no. You don't, don't don't bother coming back after intermission. Work. If you don't have a good first act, how I'm you gone. living? That's how I'm living. That's how she do it. But the thing is, you just you just go into mode, and that's mm-hmm. also living you because you have people that are pending, and you have to like when Vince Gardenia died. Right. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, I found him too. But you know, we had a show opening again, another mm-hmm. opening show. So you have you have to. Um, I don't know how other people do it. You just have to. I think being a mother, you, you just do it. You just learn how to be. Well, it goes back to the one it, thing yes. that you said earlier on is that it's about being fearless. Because yeah. you have to be yeah. fearless yeah, in those moments. Because like yeah. you, you don't have time and to be And when I asked Alma what were we going to do, mm-hmm. I didn't ask. I knew what to do. Right. I was like, how are we going to keep this and get it out? That's that's that, that's what I was asking her. I wasn't asking. I know what to do. Yeah, you're the press agent. That's the press agent. How moment. are we going to get? What? Let's. I need you to get all these affiliates in mm-hmm. right now. You know, and you, and that is again the part of the whole package that people don't understand has to be in place as well. It's yeah. not just about. I mean, you know, don't yeah. get me wrong, because I loves me some sweet charity. That was the sweet charity that had Debbie Allen in it and BB Newark, oh, wasn't it? No, that had Donna McKechnie. Donna McKechnie. That's right. She'd no. come back. To she do, was on. She was on she the road. Tour. Whoa. Yeah, it was Donna McKechnie. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. But I mean, but again, it's sort of like, but those, th- that's what I mean. Those those names, that's that energy. And let's talk about, think of names that are still standing. I, I have to give a shout out to them. These are my girls. These are, I have to get Felicia Rashad. Yes. Start doing everything. Debbie Allen, Lilius White, Apatha, Murkison, mm-hmm. Carrie Washington, mm-hmm. um, 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 Loretta Devine. Shirley Ralph, all these girls. Shirley Ralph, who, by the way, is on is Broadway right, right down the street from where yes, we're sitting. Yes, we're working more than ever. Exactly. She's she's yes. doing, and Wicked. Yes. Madame Morrible. But I'm just saying, 
So you never, you never, if you have, you never tell, and you have to, you don't have to reinvent yourself. You have to be aware. I mean, Debbie knows how to direct. Felicia does directing. She does, and and always take a job. Don't be like I can't do that. I, I'm waiting for it. Don't be waiting. It's you so don't know. Long. You know. I'm waiting for that bus. Or that's why people don't have no man now. They waiting for the businessman. They don't have the job, and the garbage <laughs> man is right there. Ready to go. With a suit that's paid for, as opposed to the businessman, okay. He's just not wearing it now. No, he got it on credit. He, he living from check to check. No, but I've never, you can't, and, you know, and, and you know, it's hard for everybody, but there's always tomorrow. Right. I mean, God, we hope. Knock on wood. You know, and you, you're already living in the present. And, and, and believe me, everyone out there, I, I have my days. Mm-hmm. A matter of fact, as soon as I came in here, mm-hmm. I was feeling so low down. Cause that key took me some from some chicken and barbecue. Why you tell about chicken and shrimp? He had, and then I got all sick, and then I was sick, and I came in here to do the interview. I was oh, and then then I met a white woman who didn't have no health insurance. So then I <laughs> then I came alive, and you could read in between that line. I came. Yeah. Oh my you God, know, so. Irene! I think <laughs> I think ultimately in the end, what I'm going to just do is I'm going to have the Irene Gandhi series. But it's yeah. always for me, it's a joy just hanging out with you, and it's a really pleasure for you, me. Kate. I love you too, Miss Irene, and it's a pleasure for me because I love the idea that there are people who are now getting to discover you for the first time. And if you're smart, you will look at all of the work that she's been involved in. You will then think and ask yourself if that's something that you would like to do. But don't be calling me. Ask me, what should I do? I'm yeah, telling you what you do. Just do it, okay? Just do don't, it. don't be trying to, how should I get started? I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you should get started just getting started, like the Nike commercial. Just do it, okay? Do you it. can start in your church. If you, 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 you are the pastor's aid and you uh-huh. want to get out the word for that baked chicken at the, mm-hmm. at the Hilton, that's awful for the pastor's aid, whatever, you know, all these things. There's, I'm just there's saying. There's places for you. Yes. That's truly an but they're passion. all about relationships and be nice to people. Amen. You have to be nice to everyone. Amen. When I was telling Keith, when I used to go in these theaters early on, and I would see the porter, and I wasn't just being nice. I was, first of all, he looked like me, and I knew that he was there for 20 years. He would tell me mm-hmm. because everybody's name on the letterhead ain't running a business. That's right. And just and you and that's how I practice my life, you know. I I live my life that you yeah, know. Nice. I know like I know everybody in my building. I know, you know. I had to borrow twenty five dollars from the homeless man the other day. He pulled out a lot of bills. <laughs> I had no money to get to work, and I had, I wanted to take a cab. He had the job. You know, it's so crazy. Yeah, they but, got a job. I said, you have twenty dollars. He said, yeah, baby, yeah. I mean, what you need? What wow. you need? But because I have a relationship, relationship with the with man on my corner. On the corner. And that's and that is what it's about. Yes, and it's I'm, about that in not only the world of which of Irene and what she does, but also in the world in which we live. Like yes, it is, you know. It my is. grandfather always used to say that if um, kindness and courtesy will get you places that money cannot buy. Absolutely, because so, even if people wanted to ticket to Hamilton, if they don't know anybody, and even if they know about nobody, people, we don't sell p- tickets to people we don't know. Yeah. But I just wanna leave with really some good advice. I don't wanna be so flippant about it. All I can just say, I'm, and I'll end with this, um, know your limitations, mm-hmm. but never limit yourself. I, I, I know what I can do mm-hmm. and what I can't. It's only one day at a time. Amen. I love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you very much. And we will be back.